Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Revival Now broadcast. My name is James Brandt, and I am coming to you live from Clarkston, Michigan. And I have a lineup for you today that I believe is going to be a blessing to you. It's going to help you in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ as a believer, as a disciple. A disciple means a disciplined one. How many people are listening to this broadcast? You're a follower of Christ. You are a disciple. You are a disciplined one. You want to press in. You want to do more for him, for the kingdom of God. If that's you, you have tuned in to the right broadcast. Before I get started, though, I want to let you know that there are three events as of right now that are coming up. The first one is going to be Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm going to be in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Saturday. June 30th at 6 p.m. at the Holiday Inn Express South. You need to get there. I'm telling you right now, that place is going to be rocking. It is going to be filled with the manifest presence of God. We got people showing up who are Jesus freaks. They want more of God. And I'm telling you right now, I believe the moment that you step foot in that conference room, you will experience the manifest presence of God. The Holy Ghost is hes going to have free reign that night. I call these meetings revival experiences for one reason and one reason only. Because we need to experience the presence of God. And when you come in contact with the manifest presence of God, I'm telling you right now, the only thing that will happen on the inside of you is a spiritual explosion of revival. Do you feel dull spiritually? Do you need a jump start from the Holy Ghost? I'm telling you, come to the revival experience in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Saturday, June 30th at 6 p.m. And we are just going to have a Holy Ghost party. I'm going to be sharing the word, a fresh word from the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you right now, he tailors, the Holy Spirit tailors every service. He knows who's going to show up before the meeting begins. So the word that he's going to put on my heart is going to minister directly to you. And then, of course, the gifts of the Spirit begin to flow, words of knowledge, healing, deliverance. We just say, Holy Ghost, have your way. The next meeting after Grand Rapids is going to be the Detroit, Michigan area, my hometown area. That's going to be Saturday, July 14th. That meeting begins at 7 p.m., that's going to be at the Concord Inn 
in Rochester Hills, Michigan, right at 59 and Crooks. Those of you listening to me in that area, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That meeting is going to be powerful. Also, I am coming back to the West Coast, Los Angeles area. I'm going to be in Santa Ana, California on Saturday, August 25th. That meeting begins at 7 p.m. The last one I did was powerful. People were ministered to. Jesus Christ was glorified, and that's what matters, and people left. And I even began to get praise reports from people saying, hey, one lady um, messaged me and said, when I came back home, the Lord has been using me, been using me to give words to people. She she never really stepped out like that before. She came to the meeting. The Holy Ghost ministered to her in a powerful way. There was some impartations, and she said, man, since I've been back, the Lord has been using me, and she's just on fire for the Lord. I'm telling you right now, these meetings are Holy Ghost tailored. I have no agenda. I, I, in fact, I come to that place. With, with, uh, without an order of service. And I'm like, Holy Ghost, just have your way. Man, I, we, we all need to learn to do that in every area of our lives. If we will do that in every area of our lives, we would be so much better off. So get there. Grand Rapids, Michigan, Detroit, Michigan area, and the Los Angeles area. Los Angeles, that's going to be in Santa Ana, California. At the Courtyard Marriott, right, Marriott, right by the Santa Ana Airport. So, anyways, for more information, just go to my website at jamesbrant.org, or you can go to revivalchristian.org. Same website, two different doors to get into the same website. Um, also, I want to encourage you to go to my blog and podcast site at revivalpodcast.org. Uh, in the upper left-hand corner of that website, you can sign up, subscribe to my free ministry email list, where I will send out updates about my schedule. I'll send out teachings, send out prophetic words, whatever the Holy Ghost gives me to share with you that will be a blessing to you. So make sure you go there. By the way, when you sign up for that email list, you, um, you'll put your email address in there, and then it will send you an email back, and you have to click on a link to confirm the subscription. And I guess that's the way to protect from, from junk and all that spam and all that stuff. So uh, just make sure you're aware of that. Listen to me. This topic that I'm going to continue to talk about today, I talked about it on Tuesday morning, and I want to continue to talk about it today, is the topic of prayer. Prayer is so amazing. You know, the Word of God talks about different kinds of prayer. There are, there are nine different kinds of prayer. Many people in the body of Christ, because of a lack of knowledge, they kind of lump prayer just together. But for every different kind of prayer, there's different rules that apply to that prayer. Um, for example, the prayer of consecration is one of them, and that's an if-it-be-thy-will prayer. Okay. In other words, Johnny wants to go to, a, to college. He doesn't know what college he wants to go to. He's seeking the Lord for it, and he's saying, Lord, I want your will to be done. If it's your will for me to go to this college, USC, Michigan State, Michigan, whatever, reveal to me what it is. I want to do your will. If it's your will for me to go here, I want to go. That's a prayer of consecration. Then there's the prayer of faith. A prayer of faith can only be prayed for something that is promised in the word of God. And so, so there's no if it be thy will to a prayer of faith because we already know it's his will if it's a prayer of faith. For such like healing, deliverance, all the, these things that are promised in the word of God. We do not have to put if it be thy will in front of it because God already revealed his will in that certain area where he promised it to us in his word. So today, though, I want to just kind of talk about prayer in general. But I, do, I did want you to be aware that there are different kinds of prayer, and there's different rules. 
And many people try to play football with baseball rules, and it doesn't work. And I'm going to be, I'll get into more of that in another broadcast. Also, in the topic of prayer, there's also the prayer language. Now, the prayer language or praying in tongues, all right? That is a whole other topic. That's a, that is a whole broadcast or more just on itself, but it does fit within the confines of prayer. And only a person who has received the Holy Spirit baptism, the experience after receiving Christ, becoming born again, there's a second experience called the Holy Spirit baptism. And people who ha- are Christians ha- who have received that second experience are able to pray in tongues or use their prayer language. By the way, the prayer language or praying in tongues is totally separate from the gift of tongues that 1 Corinthians chapter 12 talks about. And many Christians who are lacking knowledge on that area, in that certain area there, they totally mix it up. Like, oh, well, you know, I, I, they receive the Holy Spirit baptism, but they're like, oh, well, I don't have the gift of tongues. Well, maybe you don't have the gift of tongues, which is for a public assembly where you're, say, in a church service, and you get up and you speak a word in tongues out loud. The Bible says that is the gift of tongues, and if that's an operation, then you need an interpreter. But then the Bible also talks about Praying in tongues, and that is used between that's between you and God, and you can do it any time you want. You are yielding yourself, allowing the Holy Spirit to pray through you. So this whole area, you can see in the body of Christ any area that there's total misunderstandings about, such as praying in tongues, where people think it's the gift of tongues and Oh, I don't have the gift of tongues, and, but they're really trying to – they're referring to the prayer language. Yeah, if you're Holy Spirit baptized, you have it. So anywhere you see a bunch of confusion on a certain topic, you see a hornet's nest around a certain topic that's in the Word of God, just know that the devil is behind the confusion, Because obviously there's something behind that that the devil doesn't want you to take hold of. And the prayer language, praying in the Spirit, is one of those things. Because it's so powerful. When you're praying in tongues, you're praying the perfect will of God. And here's the thing. If you exalt your natural mind over your spirit man, you're whipped already. You're whipped. You're done. Because the Bible says, as you're doing it, your natural mind is unfruitful. So people, when they start to do it in the beginning, their natural mind kicks in and says, hey, you're, you're, you're foolish. You're being stupid. You don't even know what you're saying. Well, guess what? God threw in his word even that your mind is unfruitful. Your natural mind is unfruitful. God knew that was going to be a stumbling block for many, and God threw that in there for our benefit. I'll tell you right now, the Word of God is awesome. The, the Word of God, listen to this. I'm, gonna, I'm just kind of jumping around here as I feel led by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes there's divine rabbit trails, and I'm on one right now, baby. Listen to this. This life that we're in on this earth is filled with spiritual laws. The Word of God reveals that there are spiritual laws on this earth, and God reveals in his Word how to use those spiritual laws to walk in his blessing. Now, here's the thing with a spiritual law. A spiritual law is neutral. What do I mean by that? I mean, you can use it for good, and you can use it for evil. One major example is the power of our words. Another example is faith. So let's let's start with faith. 
faith, you can read the Word of God. You can believe the Word of God. And guess what? That's going to put you on the side of blessing on God's real estate, okay? The other side, the negative side of faith is fear. Fear is faith. Fear is faith contaminated. Fear is having, having a belief or a conviction in something else that is against the will of God. Oh, my needs are never going to be met. Oh, I'm always going to struggle financially. Oh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always going to have this sickness. I'm always going to have this disease. Oh, oh yeah, that's faith. But it's faith in the wrong thing. Christians need to wake up to the fact this life on this earth is filled with spiritual laws. And the Word of God, the Bible, reveals these spiritual laws. And in God's mercy and in His grace, He has spelled them out. He has revealed them to us. Another one that the Holy Ghost just brought to my mind is Isaiah 119. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. In that one verse, God reveals to us that a spiritual law there. Notice, to eat the good of the land, there's two requirements. If you are willing to follow God, and if you are obedient to what God said. So it's interesting, a lot of times in Scripture, it's almost like you can turn a verse into a math equation. You could take willing plus obedient equals eat the good of the land. Now here's the thing about that spiritual law. Are you ready for this? I'm going to tell you right now why a lot of Christians are not walking in the blessing of God. And it's in this one verse, and I believe the Holy Spirit revealed this to me because this is a huge stumbling block for many believers on this earth. It's this. There are many Christians that are obedient to God and obedient to the Word, but they're not willing. Here's why. Willing deals with your attitude. Obedience deals with your actions. So we have a lot of Christians who might do the right thing, but their attitude stinks. Well, God says you need to be willing and obedient, and if you do that, if you, listen, willing, here it is right here, finding pleasure in the Word of God. Are you delighting yourself in the Word of God? Do you delight in the things of the kingdom of God? Do you find it joy? Are you joyful to obey the Word of God? Or are you constantly in complaining mode? I'm telling you right now, there are so many Christians that are so negative, I don't even want to be around them. I don't even want to be around them. You walk away depressed as ever. You walk away with, with the enemy trying to implant fear in you. Just totally sucks the spiritual life and faith right out of you hanging around some people. That's why the Word of God says to be careful who you hang around. I'm thinking, I, I can't think of the exact reference, but in the book of Acts, certain disciples, it said that when, when they left a certain place, they went into their own company. They, they went back to, to individuals who are in their own company. What is that talking about? It's talking about believers who are filled with faith, who are filled with the Word of God. And they went back to those individuals. Be careful who you are connecting yourself with. Because it will make a difference in your life, in your spiritual walk with God. So if 
you are willing and obedient. There, you know, if you look in the Word of God, there's a lot of ifs in the Word of God. If and then statements. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So remember, if we want Bible results, we have to obey the Word of God. Plain and simple. There's no shortcuts to it. And I'll be back in a moment. of you. Welcome back. Now I'm talking about prayer. I'm kind of jumping around, just kind of being led by the Holy Ghost here. He knows who's tuning in. He knows what you need to hear, and I simply want to be a mouthpiece for him today and every day. Amen? Listen to this. Psalm 119, verse 89. Go there with me if you have your Bible. Psalm 119, verse 89. It says this, it says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. In heaven. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Wait a minute. Am I reading? Isn't it settled on earth? Why doesn't it say, why does it just say heaven in there? I'll tell you why. Are you ready for this? Here is a key to the kingdom of God that many people in the body of Christ have has not taken hold of yet. The word of God is settled forever in heaven. We just read that. Notice in that verse it doesn't say the earth. The reason is this. Because we as the body of Christ, as we come in, in agreement with God and release his kingdom... On this earth, we establish the will of God. We establish the desire of God. We establish the kingdom of God on this earth. Did you catch that? That is why that scripture does not say earth right there. Because it's dependent upon us, the body of Christ, coming into agreement and doing and releasing the kingdom of God giving God access to flow through us to do his work. We, as the body of Christ, establish his word on the earth. He needs a vessel 
Like I said before, Jesus is not going to come down from heaven. God the Father is not going to get off his throne and come down here to cast out devils. They're not going to come down here to preach and teach the gospel. They're not going to come down here to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. No, Jesus gave that task to us, the body of Christ. Now, I know, and I've been there before, People who have a lack of knowledge of these things, say of that key I just shared with you, when they read a, a post on Facebook or hear that, the first inclination is, whoa, wait a minute. No way. There's no way because God's all-powerful. He, he can do what he wants to do. Well, here's the thing. It's a spiritual law, and like I said before, God is the one that set these laws into motion. He gave authority to man. Now, here's the other thing. If we, the body of Christ, don't do what we are supposed to do, if we aren't coming into agreement with God and advancing his kingdom on this earth, guess who, by default, is going to take that ground? That's right. The enemy of your soul, Satan, the kingdom of Satan, is going to take that ground. And that's why I said it's nobody else's fault on this earth for how cities are the way they are. In particular, I'm thinking of Hollywood right now. Cities and areas are the way they are being overrun by the enemy for one simple reason, because Christians are not stepping up like they should and coming to agreement, and kicking down, and pushing down the gates of hell in that area. End of story, plain and simple, it's our responsibility. Jesus said, occupy this place until I return. That word occupy is, is the, like the same as taking care of a garden. There's some weeds in this garden, uh, on this earth, that we need to pull up. Are you hearing me? We've got to take care of what Jesus left us with. Jesus left us with an example that we as the body of Christ need to walk and continue doing. Jesus never said to stop, but what did he say? John 14, 12, the works that I've done, you will do also. And then that would have been cool if he stopped there, but he didn't. But he said greater works you will do because I go unto my Father. I've said it before, I believe it 110% in my heart, that there is so much more that God has for the body of Christ and for you individually as a believer. We need to be more acquainted with the spiritual realm more than this natural realm, because this is why the natural realm will deceive you. So that's why the Word of God says that. It says every imagination, every high thing that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God, which is the Word of God, anything that, in other words, anything that you see in the natural, anything that you or I see in the natural that would try to take away from or discredit the Word of God, it's a lie, it's a deception, and we need to cast those thoughts down and get our focus off of the natural and back in the spiritual. I said it before, I'm going to say it again. We as Christians need to be more in tune, have more knowledge of the spiritual realm more than the natural realm. Why? Because everything is a picture. Of the spiritual realm, what's going on in the spiritual realm. And the enemy would love to deceive you. That's why, listen to this, that's why you can never base your faith. Listen to me now, listen to me really good. Are you listening? Okay, good. Never base your faith on experience in the natural. Because the natural will deceive you. What do I mean by that? A loved one who's passed away at a young age. Well, someone now, 
a, a believer who really doesn't have the knowledge of the word or, or they don't have a strong foundation on the word, guess what? They are most likely going to take the divine healing message that's in the word and they're not going to believe it because it didn't happen in that loved one's life. And frankly, they're ticked off. But I'll tell you right now, it is in the word of God. And you know what? We don't know. Only God knows all the details about a situation. But there's one thing he expects us to do is trust and focus on his word. And put his word into practice. Don't ever, don't ever, ever exalt the natural realm what you see in the natural above what the word of god says no what you you and i need to do is we need to fill ourselves with the word and speak the word into that situation so the situation in the natural will be turned around by the word of god the word of god trumps the natural realm don't ever base your faith on experience in the natural. I'm telling you right now, you will be totally deceived. Now, here's another thing that I want to share with you. Listen to this. Many people, your perspective is huge. How you perceive things are huge. Twelve spies went into the promised land. Twelve spies. They, those 12 spies seen the exact same thing. Do you understand this? They seen the exact same thing. All 12 of them seen the giants in the land. All 12 of them seen the good land. But 10 came back, and they said, we cannot take this land because of the giants that are in the land. But then Joshua and Caleb, two spies, two out of the 12, came back and said, wow, we can take it. Why? Because their focus was on what God said, not what they seen in the natural. Many in the body of Christ, we got it so backwards. And I want to tip this cow over for good right now. This sacred cow over in the name of Jesus. Your focus, your percep perception is huge. So here's another perception. Here's a sacred cow. That we need to tip over in the body of Christ. Many view prayer. No wonder. No wonder why, why so many Christians who lack knowledge. No wonder why they think prayer is so boring. No wonder why people who are focused on the natural. Christians who are focused on the natural. No wonder they don't go to prayer meetings. It's, it's no wonder that, that they fall asleep when they try to talk to their Heavenly Father. You want to know why? Because their perception of prayer is this, that they are begging God. That they are begging God. Are you ready for this? Do you want to know what the enemy does not want you to know? Do you, do you want to know what the enemy has been trying to deceive you from for a long time about the topic of prayer? Are you ready for this? I want to tip over this sacred cow right now in the name of Jesus. Here we go. Don't look at prayer as begging God. Look at it as it truly is, which is this, partnering and agreeing with God to release his will on this earth. Did you hear me? If you're going to look at prayer as begging God and, and man, oh, and, and you might get it, you might not. You know what? No wonder it's boring. Shoot, I wouldn't want to waste my time either if I was doing that. But what if prayer with God is this, and it is this, that you are simply partnering with God and agreeing with God in his word to release his kingdom. As if this. It's, it's like this. I can hear the Holy Ghost saying this right now. Are you following me? Listen to this. Almost as if God is looking down in expectation from heaven, saying, all right, 
I want to do this. The last thing, this is what I need. I need your permission. I need your free will to be in this, to ask for this, and guess what? I'm going to do it. I'm just waiting for someone. That's why it says the eyes of God look all from the whole earth, north, south, east, and the west. God's looking. He's looking for someone who has faith. Why? Because it's not a matter of begging God anymore. It's a matter of coming to agreement, and he will do it. That's good preaching right there. And if you will view it as the truth... I guarantee you, your faith level will skyrocket like never before. Mm, I, I, I'm, I can just feel, I can feel the heartbeat of God right now, where he's just looking. It's, it's like a done deal. It's like, it's, it's like this. It's like someone bought you a car. Someone bought you a car. The deal's done. The money has been paid to the dealership. And the only thing that dealership is waiting for is for you to go in and sign the title, sign the paperwork, and take the keys and drive off with that vehicle. That's as sure as God's word right there. And God's word is even more sure. He's promised things. He's made his will known. He's revealed it to us. Jesus Christ paid the price with his shed blood, with his death, burial, and resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ paid it all. It's done. He, Jesus said, it's finished. Well, just like at that dealership, it's finished. The, the money's been paid. Legally, it's done. Now, for you to experience it, go to the dealership, sign the papers, get the keys, and drive off with it. That is what prayer is like. God is looking. He is simply looking for his people to come into agreement. He's looking for his people to put their faith into action, to act on the word of God. And God says this. He says, if you'll just go out. And, God even says this in his word. He says that signs and wonders will confirm the word when it's preached. That is a promise of God. Go out and preach his word. And believe him for miracle signs and wonders. He's just waiting for you again. Here it is. To agree with him, to partner with him, and to go and do it in the name of Jesus. That simple. So let me ask you this. If your mindset changes to the truth of what I just told you, of what prayer is, Do you believe that's going to turn you into like the ten were, doubting, and we can't take this land? Or do you think that perception, that view from heaven, is going to turn you into a Joshua or Caleb and say, we can do this? We can do it. Get your focus back on the Word of God. I'm telling you right now, this message, the truth I just spoke to you, will change your life forever. If you'll take hold of it, it's like filling yourself with rocket fuel, baby. It will beam you up, man. I'm telling you right now. And the enemy has been keeping you from that truth. And you've been filling yourself with dead religion. Filling yourself with unscriptural mindsets, and Satan has just been having a field day. Many people thinking that they don't have a responsibility in the matter. Listen to me. God's word is settled in heaven. But we as the body of Christ are the ones that settle it on earth. Go to Matthew chapter 16 with me. Matthew chapter 16, and I want to look at verse 19. I want to continue to prove my point right here. Mm. My, my, my. God is amazing. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. He opens the word of God to us like never before. And that's what he's doing. He's opening our eyes to the truth of his word. Matthew 16, 19, listen to what Jesus said. 
He said, and I will give you, the Christian, the believer, listen, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Notice, Jesus is giving us keys. He said, whatever we bind on earth. Notice, something happens on earth before it happens in heaven. Why? Because God is waiting for his people to do something on earth, to give him permission, to give him access, to partner with him, to, to agree with him. Amos 3.3, 3, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? That literally means this. How can two walk together except they're saying the same thing? Another, and it goes even deeper. How can, listen to this, how can two walk together unless they join up and meet and they walk side by side? That, my friend, is true spiritual unity. The definition of spiritual unity has been cheapened by the world. The, the spiritual unity, come on, has even been cheapened by the body of Christ. We've accepted this lie that we could, that someone who's, come on, someone who's a spirit-filled Christian who believes in all the gifts, who believes in the fullness of the word, and then some other person, uh, a believer in Christ, but they say that tongues are of the devil, that the gifts don't happen today. Those two cannot walk in agreement. That is not spiritual unity, not true spiritual spiritual unity. Sure, you can sit in a service and you can put a smile on your face and act like you're in unity, but listen to me, there is absolutely no unity. And that's why God says in his word that the disciples on that one in that one account that they went to their own company. We need to tip the sacred cows of dead religion over and i don't care if the truth offends you if i offend you with the truth praise god good i hope you stumble over it i hope you trip over it and when you get back up you will walk in the truth the fact is this there is no way that someone who has believed religious crap for their whole life unscriptural religious crap there's no way that someone who's believed in that their whole life when they're confronted with the truth i guarantee you they will be offended when they're confronted with the truth so you got a lot of christians who've been feeding on a lot of spiritual junk spiritual junk food and they're spiritually constipated are you hearing me somebody you need to feed yourself the word of god My, my, my. I'm preaching myself happy this morning. I'll tell you what. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, like I said before, the Holy Ghost takes it personally when we take away or add to the Word of God. Why would the Holy Ghost be grieved of that? For this reason. The Holy Ghost is the author of the Word of God. He moved, he inspired holy men and women of God to put his word on paper. And the reason he put his word on paper is to show us the way to reveal to us spiritual truths, the spiritual laws, and how we can flow with our creator. Do you understand something? That we were created for his pleasure, for God's pleasure. Adam and Eve messed the whole thing up when they disobeyed God. But listen to me. God's original intent is still his intent today. And this is where many people miss it. This is where many believers miss it. They think God's original intent is just, is just gone. And now some believers think, well, God and Satan are partners. Oh, you know what? Listen to me. Let, let, me, let me tip over another sacred cow, okay? God doesn't need Satan's junk to mold you into what God wants you to be. Are you hearing me? I get so tired of hearing that. No, but this is what God does promise. If the enemy does come and attacks, something happens in your life. Are you ready for this? Romans chapter 8. 
Romans chapter 8, God says that he will turn it around for your good. So it doesn't mean that it was God's will for Satan to attack you. Listen to me again. Listen to me. Oh, I can hear the sound of a sacred cow tipping over in that field right now. God does not need Satan's junk to mold you into what God wants you to be. Now, we learn through experiences, we learn through situations, but God and Satan are not partners. Anyone who thinks they are, you're totally out of step with the word of God. 100%. Mm-mm-mm-mm. God is good. We are pulling down some strongholds in the name of Jesus. Get rid of all that dead religion. Tell the, tell the Lord this. Say, Lord, invite him to do this. Say, Lord, I pray that you would reveal to me any area of my spiritual foundation in my life that is out of step with you, out of step with your holy word. Anything that's out of step with you, take it away and reform my spiritual foundation. Just tell him that you want him. Who cares about your denomination? Who cares about man-made things? If it's not in line with the word, it's wrong. And I'll be back after this. denomination, if the beliefs of that denomination are out of step with the word of the living God, get rid of it. Move. Get into a Bible-believing church. I'm telling you right now, because listen to me, it is so important where you are plugging into, into a local church. The local church is extremely important. It has the biggest influence spiritually on you. And you need to take that extremely serious. Now back to this about prayer. So don't look at prayer as begging God because it is not that. It is truly this, partnering with and agreeing with God to release his will. He wants, he wants to release his will more than you want to release his will. And I found this out. Our Heavenly Father is a good father. He's the best. Put aside what your earthly father was like. So did you, were you have a bad upbringing with, with the Heavenly Father or with, with your father that... 
he treated you bad, he abused you, listen to me. Your heavenly father is eons and eons above. He is a good father. He has good plans for you. He has a hope. He has a future for you. And this is what it comes down to. You can put all your hope, all your trust, all your faith in him, knowing that he has your best interest in store. He does. He really does. And the only way, this is the only way that we can have childlike faith in the arms of our Heavenly Father is being vulnerable vulnerable to him. We need to be vulnerable to him. And you can only be vulnerable, truly vulnerable to someone that you trust 100%. I guarantee you, if you don't trust someone 100%, you don't trust your spouse, you don't trust someone, you have a wall up. Well, I'm here to tell you right now that Satan would love for you to keep that wall between you and God. And, And that's why God says that we need to become like little children, as little children, 100% totally dependent upon him. And if we do that, it will totally change our life forever. That is right there. Putting our total dependence on him, casting our cares to him, that is the freedom from fear that you need right there. You walking and living in fear, it's because you're not trusting in perfect love. You're not trusting in your Heavenly Father like you should. Number two, maybe you're not living like you should, and you don't have confidence in in even yourself. Start walking in line with Him. Start walking in line with His Word. Put His Word as priority in your life. Shift your focus from the natural to the spiritual. And you will be glad that you did. Oh, I tell you, I, I we need to come against these unscriptural things in the body of Christ. So many people are afraid of offending people. My gosh, what? You know, I would rather you be angry at me with me sharing the truth of God's word to you and you hearing God's truth instead of me getting into heaven one day and saying, God saying, James, you had an opportunity to share the truth with these people, but you wanted to be a man pleaser rather than a pleaser of God. Well, I'm not willing to sacrifice my heavenly crown for an earthly crowd. Are you hearing me, somebody? So, now, let me share something here with you. John 16:24. Jesus said this. He said, "Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full." Go to John 15, verse 7. I want to tie this scripture in with that, which I just read. He said, ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Look at John 15, verse 7. Jesus said this, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Listen to this. The reason we will ask and receive if we abide in Christ, because there will be agreement between Jesus' desire and our desire. Are you hearing me? This is the key to answered prayer. James talks about that we, we receive not because we asked amiss. We missed the mark in our prayer life because we were seeking our own will, something to consume upon our own desire that might not benefit the kingdom of God. So here Jesus says, he says that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, if the word of God abides in you, remember John 1.14 calls Jesus the word. So listen to this, praying in the name of Jesus does not mean to tack on the phrase, in the name of Jesus, after every prayer. What it means is this, that you are praying for things that are in line with the word of God. Listen to me. 
if your focus and desire is on something that is only going to benefit you, guess who is the promoter of that thing in your life? Satan and evil spirits. Because listen to this, even the will of man, if it's not the will of God, is still the will of the enemy. Satan and evil spirits simply want this, that the will of God will not be carried out or fulfilled. That's it. And whether it's the will of Satan or the will of man, they're the same thing. If it's not the will of God, Satan and evil spirits are happy, and their kingdom benefits from that. But who's willing in the body of Christ to press in and seek the Lord with our whole heart? Who's willing to truly come into agreement with the will of God, with the word of God? I'm telling you right now. Jesus said that we would have joy. We would have joy. Are you hearing me? True joy is abiding in Christ. And I'll tell you what, when you're abiding in Christ and your, your uh, desire lines up with God's desire and you pray for something, you guys touch and agree right there. You and God, you touch and agree for that thing. And when the answer to prayer comes, there is a joy. Listen to me. There is a joy like no other. There is a joy. I'm convinced. People on this earth, Christians who are backslidden, unbelievers, they're trying to look for that joy, and they're they're trying to find them in other. They're trying to find joy in other things, but they're not going to find it until they fulfill the purpose that they were created for, and that is to be in fellowship, in agreement with their Creator. Grand Rapids, I'm going to be there. Grand Rapids, Michigan, Saturday, June 30th at 6 p.m. at the Holiday Inn Express South. Detroit, Michigan, hometown area, Motor City, Saturday, July 14th, 7 p.m. at the Concord Inn in Rochester Hills, Michigan. West Coast, Los Angeles area, Saturday, August 25th, 7 p.m. I'm going to be at the Courtyard Marriott. By the Santa Ana John Wayne Airport. I want you to get there. I want you to be there. If you're interested in inviting me to your area, to your church, I would love to come and speak. The only thing I ask is just for traveling expenses, nothing up and beyond. I just want to be a blessing to you. I want to be a blessing to your area. I love preaching and teaching the word. I love ministering. That's it. If you want to join my free ministry email list, go to revivalpodcast.org. I'm looking for partners to team up with me to reach the Hollywood area. I'm telling you right now, I was there. I've seen it. I've seen what everyone has seen who has been there. And I'm telling you, we can take that land for the Lord Jesus Christ. All I need, I'm telling you, I need people to partner with me. That's it. If you're interested in partnering with me to reach Hollywood, Mission Hollywood, here it is, not impossible. I want you to contact me, my email address, at james at jamesbrandt, B-R-A-N-D-T, dot org, or pastorjames at revivalchristian.org. I want you to team up with me. I'm telling you, I just have a vision, a heart for the Hollywood area. I know that God will do something. We just need to put it into motion. We need to agree with him and advance the kingdom of God. And when we do, Satan will not be able to stop it. I'm telling you right now, I need people with childlike faith. Will you do it? Team up with me. Go to RevivalChristian.org, JamesBrandt.org. And I'll be back next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. God bless.